Alright. Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. What's shaking? Hey Wells, what's up? Well, you know, same old another day in paradise. And we have a guest in the house. We do. Old co-host, Brian. Hello all. What up? Welcome back. Thank you. Jeff, how are you now? You looking uh kinda tan. I know, man. How was Hawaii? Uh it was great. Um the weather was fantastic. Uh the beer scene's a little weakish. You know, I mean like you can mm-hmm. It's tropical, so everybody's doing mixed drinks for the most part. Is a pint like $48? And then like a box of cereal is like nine bucks. Like I was not crazy. At, I, I was not in the airport, but I mean, you know, it was like a $9. It's like a $9 pint. So, you know, like resident culture, you know, like I mean, it's, I mean, it's DC pricing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it, it was bad. It's like, like crazy, crazy. We went to lunch yeah. at uh, Maui Brewing and had like four entrees, and I got a flight in. A full pour, and it was like 120, 150 bucks. Like the drinker of a, a, a flight glass with each entree. Well, yeah, I mean, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Although I did have, uh, you're you're probably familiar with their coconut Hiwa porter. I do play it there. They they had the imperial version on tap, and it was excellent. Oh. Excellent. Hmm. Well, at least you brought. Some, oh. Yeah. Oh. Right. We, I, and, and I thought about bringing some stuff back, but it was just like, did you? Like all, I did. Yeah, I did. Twelve seconds. I'm <laughs> yeah. the plane. But all the like, yes. like, like okay, nope. All the stuff on the shelves was like, I, I could bring this back, but it's going to be more to me than it would to any of you because at the end of the day, it's either a bunch of Kona that you can get here, a bunch of breweries I've never heard of, or Maui Brewing, which we've kind of had all their stuff. There wasn't anything special. I did spy um, a six-pack of Kona's uh, pipeline, pi- pipeline Porter that was made with Kona coffee, and I got real excited about that. Until I saw that it was canned in November. I was about to ask that question. Uh, the freshies. Like, did they, did they have the freshies, or was it a case of a bunch of old shelters? How's the yingling? Yeah, right. I, I <laughs> yeah, mean, right. I, yeah, you know, I bought, um, I did end up buying a six-pack of uh, pineapple mana wheat for the week. It was three weeks old. It was quite good. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a win. Yeah. I actually... Probably, I brought back more coffee than I'd like to admit to, but you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was good times. Had well, a blast. Is you, you do a coffee cast? What? No, uh, no, no, you don't. no, no. I would like to try that imperial. I get that. Okay, Rand- I could get that. Get the Randall out. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, but uh, yeah. No, other than that, you know, I had a great time. Cool. Um, I, I stayed away from airport beer. You know, just in case anybody wanted twenty three dollars for right. a Sam yep. Adams seasonal. Crap. Yeah, good, good call. Good call. Thankfully, I wasn't impacted by the like eighty percent failure rate that Charlotte Airport has right now. I don't know if you've seen any of the news on this, but like mm. there, hundreds of flights a day are either getting canceled or delayed. Well, I, I got delayed going and coming back from Kansas into Charlotte. But wow, yeah, that was thankfully didn't have any issues there. But it was a good time. I'd say I was glad to be back. Um, but it's stupid hot here again. It is August. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, exactly. Wells, what you been up to? Went to go see fish a lot. You? Yeah. See fish? I know. Never. Yeah, three nights in a row. I'm a little tired. Did go to a, a brewery up in the Columbia, Maryland area called Firm, P-H-E-R-M, and a full half of the 
like the beer names that were on were all like fish or fish adjacent references. So it was a, a fun little time to just like, be like, divine I know this barrel one. sister cider. They quickly Dude. changed them all before the <laughs> fish crowd came through. Like, <laughs> right. right. Oh, what, do we, what do we do? What do we that do? That beer is called bouncing around the room now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm here for your dirty blonde. Oh no, actually the fish concerts about here. We call it something else. Well, whatever the case was, I mean, that did bring one back that has an actual label on it that says to boot. We'll talk about that in the next show. Uh, other than that, lately, um, well, more more domestically, I, I went back to um, Highwire after you and I went. I'm sorry. And um, it's it's a playground. At least when I went, it was uncomfortable. Half the people in there had children. Half of those children were not supervised, and so, we couldn't wait to leave. Not not to be the the curmudgeon. Yeah, but I'm gonna. I kind of appreciate the fact that all of the families are gravitating towards the new spots, especially when it's a place that I'm not necessarily interested in. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I I have no interest in going to the high wire location, which I hate because I feel like, you know, we talk about this a lot some years ago and, you know, Ryan probably remembers when they were making that rice lager or whatever it was. I mean, like they were hitting it out of the park and then the last three or four years, I think they've gotten a little too mainstream, Focused for what I'm interested in drinking, so I, I've remained a fan. But I get that the tap room is not. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, I definitely, I definitely look I, as a haver of children who takes them to breweries. I, I appreciate it, but I'm I also sure get, that you manage not, your children and not let not. them run around like fucking assholes like a lot of these people do. Can confirm, I've seen him in a restaurant with his boy. Yeah. Eli was very well behaved. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> no, sure the, you no, are no, not. Ryan, like, on the other hand, let's all be right. honest. I'm a pretty great parent. <laughs> I mean, like. Would it really? Yeah, it, it, I'm a pretty great. Parent. And you're not wrong. Well, it's also correct. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, Eli did a good job staying in his seat while Ryan was floating around talking to everybody. I was running around. <laughs> yes, yes. Spilling beer on throwing, on people, throwing gravel. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now on the other side of that coin, we've got Bramari, and I've already been in there two times as well. And that place, if I was a parent with a child, I would not bring them there because there's nothing for children to do. It is a very adult kind of classy. Spot. I I had a really good time, and Josh, I can't wait to get you in there. Like no troll, right on. It's that always be- seems like the, the the move for me is like if you want your brewery to be a bar, so to speak. Um, sort you, you can sort of build it out in such a way that it's absolute misery for the kids, which will make it absolute misery for the parents. And if you want to be more of a community gathering space, you can build your place out in a way that yeah, you know, it'll be that crowd as well. And I, I always feel like breweries sort of. Sometimes pass the buck on that responsibility. It's like you can build your place to be what you want to be. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bars in this town where my kids will never see because it's just truly nothing to do, nowhere to go. And then, as the bar wants, good planning, you, you succeeded, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I look at Divine Barrels, one of those places. Like, if I had a small child, what the fuck would I take a small child there? Oh, see, to do? I'm the opposite because Divine Barrel has games. They yeah. have a very large yeah. space. Well, yeah. true, places but, to hang out. Yeah, they've got yeah. Connect Four and Clask and card games and everything. Like, if I had a Way to go, Josh. Somewhere I guess way I'm to go. wrong. I, I, Five and see, I like going there because it's not kid-central, whereas like some of these other places are. And well, it's just... it's not a free-range kid-central place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it isn't... I don't know. Like I don't feel like they're quite on the beaten path of everybody else to where it makes yeah, more sense. True. Like it's, you that know, may be more true. They, 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 families you know, don't stumble upon it. You, gotta, you, yeah. have to, you have to be intentional to go, and there's not a, always a lot of like... I'll say kid-friendly food choices nearby, and maybe yep. that comes into play as well. True. Um, either way, don't care. Why Happy the heck don't it. kids like pad thai or sushi? Mm. That's rude. Damn. Yeah, they should. 
Pepper uh, sounds killer right now. Ryan, since you're not a regular guest, do you want to talk about your recent change? Yeah, what have you been doing? Nothing all that important. <laughs> what um, you do? I did change uh, breweries whose shirt I wear. Uh, and also, who wrote my checks, which is also nice. Um, it I, isn't at all weird to see you in a different. Color. I know. We're, and <laughs> yeah, totally. Tr- trust me, looking in the mirror is like, what the? Oh, right. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. right, right. Uh, no, I, I jumped over to Triple C Brewing uh, here in Charlotte. Um, long time, very good friends of mine. A long time, frankly, favorite brewery of mine. Just yeah. great, great liquid, great, great people. And finally, it broke in such a way that the opportunity matched my timing as well. And it was like, cool. wait a minute, wait a minute. What you need is kind of what I do. And. Here we go. And yeah. so it was kind of one of those things that came together pretty quickly, but um, super excited about it and uh, loving it so far. It's, nice. what I, it's what I expected it would be, which is a really well-run operation that has one little thing they need some help on, and that's kind of what I do. And so we're just fine-tuning our game a little bit. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I was actually a guest on a podcast. I saw you that. did stuff. Yeah, I did some stuff. I was. Did on he, I mean, did adulterer. he really do stuff? He just said adulterer. I know, right? He <laughs> yes. sat in the same room and talked about beer just with different people. Yeah, pretty much. The uh, nerve. I know, right? What a range. I'm in this room. I can talk about this topic. Total, like, total range. Show total is. range. We're not typecasting him at all. He's always going right. to be Jim Halpert. Yeah. Uh, I was on United We Drink. Uh, it's going to drop this Thursday. We talked IP theft. Uh, it was a lot of fun to actually be on with those guys. Is Joel still on that show? He is. Okay. Yep. I would really enjoy talking to him. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a super yeah. cool guy. Uh, yeah. All three of them were. And uh, I think Suck it'll up. actually be kind of fun to listen to it because three of us are very hot about IP theft and somebody keeps throwing cool water on us and proving us wrong. Time Which is very hot, again. period. And so, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, though. Um and off mic, I will talk to you gentlemen about some ideas down the road that we may be doing with them. Who sure. knows? Yeah. Fancy pants. Yep. Yeah. Me and Wells are splitting up and starting our own show, so we'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fish and uh, occasionally beer show. Occasionally beer show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wells' eyes got really big. Four, it's like a fish show. It's three and a half hours long. Gone fishing. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and we'll have two beers during. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than one uh, 30 second break in the middle, you take a, a 25 minute, you know, little. Yeah, little, yeah. St- little stretch your legs. Just a 25-minute jam yeah. session. The yeah. talk might get a little esoteric. We're, we're on some things, but you know. Yeah. Hope y'all like verbal noodling. Yes. So you're just going to be reading off burial labels the whole time? Is that what you're going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> so getting right into our news. Uh, first up, Wells, what is Loganitas doing? And then it kind of segues into the other story that I put right after this. Well, I don't know if anybody is... well. Seen Lagunitas on the shelves? Yes, I, I, pers- I still see it. I personally have it. It's been a while. Um, but there, in my big box teeter, I still see it. Well, that's, yep. that's probably where I go wrong, because I'm only in the small box stores, I suppose. But um, Lagunitas is finally doing a brand refresh after God knows how many years. They said a, a lot of All these of were designed on a, like, just on a desktop computer at Kinko's. And I'm like, oh, God, this just sounds... It does. It does. They have notoriously... I mean, just of it time kind of marketing. And you'd think them being bought up by Heineken, they kind of would have done a, a brand refresh a little bit sooner than this. But hey, you know, better late than never. And they're also starting to focus a little bit more on uh, sparkling hop water and other like non-IPA brands, just other new brands in general. Yeah, uh, like, a, like a light IPA. They're also focusing on hop tea. 
Yeah. So interesting. I mean, so I it's had... like it's like a legit seltzer without the alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Zero alcohol, zero calories, zero gluten, zero carbs. I did have their hop water or whatever. We did that what on the show. Yeah, we did it on the show. That was it. Yeah, I it was like, it, it was interesting. It. Yeah, like had when I was trying to do the NA stuff. Yes, that al- alcoholic beer was or al- alcoholic athletic beer was decent. But had I had easy access to that hop water, I probably oh, yeah. could have just been like, "Fuck this, just give me some hop." I don't water. think I've had it yet. It's Honestly. just it's hop water. Second, it's, it's, oh, I know, but it's, I, I, it's, just, I don't ever see it. I've not crossed paths with it in a way that I thought I shall make this purchase. Right, this. Yeah. but it's like it's, a dry hop mineral water. Yeah. Or seltzer or whatever. It's it's it, good. It, yeah, I mean, for what it is and considering what, you know, like, it actually tastes like what you think it would taste like as opposed to something like, you know, LaCroix that, like, somebody waved an orange at a can of LaCroix and said, aha, it's orange, look. Walked by and said lime. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> lime. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of Lagunitas and Sierra Nevada, and I was kind of bummed about this, but it makes sense that... We see some of these breweries, like Sierra Nevada is a prime example. Uh, Jeff, I'm s- assuming like normal, you don't do your, you didn't do your homework this week, right? Of course not. Okay. What would you think? I, what is Sierra Nevada? I, I will tell you plenty of stories off mic about why I'm barely hanging on by a thread. Okay. But it's okay. Yeah, me too. So what would you think are the four core beers now from Sierra Nevada? Um, I'll say uh, Snappa, uh, Hazy Little Thing. Are we talking like for the year or for like right now this moment? Year. Um, for the year. Snappa, Hazy Little Thing, um, their other hazy thing. Um, and Celebration? Uh, but that's a winter beer. Yeah, it's a seasonal. When you say core, are you saying like their like core, their four core beers? Yep, or they're, saying, they're four okay. biggest okay. sellers year to date. And I, I'd, I'd want to say whatever yeah. the like whatever the current iteration of that like snow powder beer was. Okay, because uh, I know they've got a summer one now, but I doubt. But that that's probably more seasonal too. Yes, it is. Um, oh, torpedo. Nope. Damn it! You were close. You got three out of the four right. It all is all seltzers. It <laughs> is <laughs> Snappa, then then the three hazies. The th- are three big little things. Okay. Right. So the Imperial, the Wheat, and then the Hazy, ah, and then Snappa. Gotcha. So three out of their four core beers are now... Hazy beers, right? Well, hazy beers and IPAs in general. When you think of Sierra Nevada, especially back in the day, and you would pick up those mix packs, there was always... There was the Brown. Uh, there R.I.P. Was a, Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There was always something different. And we all complained Even about Even Ruthless it. Rye, which was an IPA, was yeah. different and unique. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah, Jeff, we did all complain about it because we don't know if IPAs and now it's that's all they make, it seems like, is IPAs. Insult to injury. They're not doing a huge rollout for Oktoberfest this year. Yep. That it's going to be a fall IPA. Sure. Awesome. Which well, and, so, and Summerfest becoming a session hazy and I drink a ton of summer. I don't know you guys. I drink a ton of Summerfest, I drink a ton of Oktoberfest. They're good. Yeah. They are good beers, but holy cow, like how I, I get that IPA is kind of what sells these days, but when you see a kind of a legacy brand like Sierra Nevada that is still somehow managed to stay relevant in this market, just to such a pivot and a focus to IPA, it's mind-boggling. The, the, these two stories were linked, and just to refresh everyone, the Lagunitas refresh, and talking about Lagunitas and Sierra Nevada, basically becoming a term, a term I've used a lot, and it's usually a derogatory, is they're, not, they're an IPA brewery. Which basically means that's all they know how to do. So they, and usually you can be a great IPA brewery, but it's always kind of like, eh, here's an IPA brewery. 
That's, but also, that's like, you, like you if, know how to do. if those, that's true, this guy. if that's the beer that's being purchased, if that's the beer that is selling, why would you not lean into that? If anyone's going to dig into the market and go, we're not changing it, Summerfest is going to stay, we're going to offer a price point right, summer lager, craft lager, and, and we're going to offer a fall beer, we're just, we're not, we're not changing. Right. Certainly, Sierra, if anyone has the cachet, and it, sure. they had the sales, too. It's not like Sierra was falling off a cliff yeah, in, right. in, in IRI data. Um, they, they had the ability to do it. The idea of them just saying, we are an IPA brewery, is so closed off to such a chunk of the market. There is a chunk of the market, I think, still, that wants no part of it. I see it at Triple C all the time, where it's like, oh, I, please don't bring me another IPA. No, there's a lot of, give me an IPA, because that's what's that's what going to move. There's also right. a lot of, man, give me something else, please. And... If, you know, but these guys lead the charge. If these guys are signaling to all the small breweries, this is the only way to make money, they're going to... It's well, a dark future. Okay, rightfully okay. follow. But yeah. are we... So, so there's the idea that they are pivoting to primarily IPA because they think that's what's going to sell, or they're looking at what is selling and they're supporting the market of what's being bought right now. I, what I want to know is if, if, if they're looking at Say the Oktoberfest, for example, right, is a relative poor performer compared to whatever, right? right. Whatever their IPA comes right. out in the fall, right. you know, like what market research tells them that there is market to go get back by making another IPA, hazy IPA, unfiltered yep. IPA, um, to play. And really, let's be honest. Sierra Nevada is not playing in the same space as you know, M, M, uh, you know, ninety three or or, or uh, any, any of the any of the fifteen dollar four pack breweries. So you're right. yeah. playing in a price space. Yeah. Play, yes. It's, it's yeah. them. It's New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. They're, they're playing in Sam Adams. They're, they're playing in that space. And Sam has kind of peeled off the IPA thing a little bit, right? I've noticed that. Actually. Haze and whatnot. And it seems interesting to me that they're playing a price game. They're playing a buck of beer game in a lot of a lot of times. Yeah. And they're twelve packs. If they think only IPA is viable um, in that way, I. But they also they could got, be, they have a team of economists and marketing people studying this. So you know, yeah. I, I'm just a dude with a microphone. Yeah, but. absolutely. Smarter people than us are figuring this out. And it could very well be that, to your point, at a $15, $16 four-pack, you're not necessarily going to be buying a lot of that hazy IPA. But I know that I can get a hazy IPA from Sierra Nevada for $10 as a six-pack of 12-ounce cans. Wasn't, right. wasn't the point of Hazy's little thing to come in and gut some of these guys that were charging the same price for a four-pack of pints as you're charging for a 12-pack of 12s? Right. It, it, it felt like it, definitely. And, and, and if it's working, and you have both Hazy's little thing and the little thing mix pack we've all seen, right. that's also 13 14 15 bucks at the time yep. in your big box stores, why not double down and grow those packages instead of can, essentially cannibalizing yourself, right? The snake eating his own tail. You keep, you keep chopping that pie up finer and finer and finer. I, I guess I'd love to know what is, what is the end game? Do you think you can get to ninety nine point nine percent market saturation because you 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 do the illusion choice thing? You offer all the IPAs that are available, and you're the one playing in that price space because New Belgium plays in that space, Sam plays in that space. I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah. Because someone at Sierra Nevada is basically saying we're going to seed the essentially buck a beer. Oktoberfest space to Sam Adams. Right. We're going to stop doing that and just, and New Belgium was doing it anyway. We're just going to seed the space. Yeah. We lost. No, no point fighting. And, and for a while, I didn't feel like they lost. I felt like people loved Sierra. Craft aficionados like us loved yeah. it. 
the average consumer it was doing well. Was, I, I can bring that home, put it in the fridge, and it's, and it's a good price point. I'm curious that they basically just said, we're just going to, like, if you didn't know any better, you'd think Sam and Sierra were, like, owned by the same company going, right. that's the malt one, and that's the hops one, and let's stop <laughs> screwing with each other. Let's just define them and let them handle their own business. Yeah, that's that's very true. And, you know, just even kind of, look, and granted, I have not bought anything from Lagunitas since whenever that take, whenever they got bought out, 2017 or whatever it was. Right. But I don't know about you guys, but I can remember being pumped to find that little cappuccino stout oh, and yeah. that like twenty two ounces hop, hop stupid for two ninety nine yeah for like oh, four bucks it was, it was hop the stupid pricing. it was the best deal for three sure dollar, three dollar four dollar hop stupid bombers yeah uh, and three dollar to five dollar cappuccino stout bombers yeah. yeah ten pack of uh, Waldo's special once a year yep get you tore up fast for cheap and then willitized I mean oh, a, a yeah. barrel aged imperial stout like for twelve bucks for a four pack exactly yeah. it's pennies yeah that's crazy and it was so good it was so good it probably still is. So all these guys, honestly though, I think this is a win for small craft brewers because they're, they're all bailing on the space. Now it may force small craft brewers to diversify. Like it almost yes. seems like small craft breweries now are going to be the front lines of education. Going, let me tell you what else exists. Yeah, yeah it's world. not just here's the 500 hazies yeah. we have. We're not but be- even then, you're not beating these guys on price. But but right. but, but even then, IPAs like, for a buck a bottle, you're, you're just not going to beat them. And you so, go in, in any brewery you go into. Anymore, thirty percent IPAs, unless they have like a very specific. We're not going to go there, right? Thirty percent plus easily. Well, well but but then does oh, yes, that the dull, double dry hopped alt beer from Old Mecklenburg? <laughs> right, right. But again, there's a place. I mean, OMB was a place that was very specific. You know, we're not going to IPA. Okay, cool. You know, but things but, may change. But you're not. You know, like that's not going to be their forefront. Oh yeah, no, no, dump it. But then does that make it? Things change at some point with these some of these local breweries. Of they see what Sierra is doing, they see what New Belgium's doing, they see that like New Belgium completely changed over the last what four years, where it's nothing but like anything I see from them in a big box, it's Voodoo Ranger. That's it. it. It saved the company. Yeah, if you look at where they were, it saved the company. Yeah, which is which is crazy when you think about it because. Like growing up, their amber was one of those things that was just like it was always there, always available, completely in my wheelhouse back then. Like would always drink it, loved it, and now I don't even know if I can find it. I don't even know if they make it anymore. Fat tire? Yeah. Do they even make fat tire anymore? Okay. But it's at the teeter right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They still. It's still there. Okay. And actually, when Voodoo Ranger, funny story, when Voodoo Ranger first really took off, Fat Tire actually recovered in grocery store data nationally. It's almost like oh. the brand itself became cool again, and that beer came along for the ride. And for the first time in ages, it had showed a, up had a, on had a positive trend. Wow! In grocery stores, yeah, there was undoubtedly that period where they were really struggling to be relevant whatsoever. And I remember talking to Josh. There's a you don't want to triple. No, we we had an office uh, in in Nowheresville, uh, Georgia, and uh, there's a restaurant there. And I was like, well, I mean, they had Voodoo Ranger on, so I guess. There's that, you know, and I wasn't that terribly excited about it. But, you know, like now it's kind of come back and I, I guess good for them. Yeah. You know, um, I haven't had that beer in forever and a day. I don't know that I'm interested in it, but uh, I've had, believe it or not, I've had some. Uh, obviously, I didn't make it to the show, but it wasn't terrible by that any beer, stretch. changed, Joe. When I moved here 100 years ago, I remember uh, wife and I moving, going out and like, oh, my God, there's Fat Tire on tap here. Yep. Holy crap. 
And having one, and I had been shipping it in for a while, straight from Denver with beer trading buddies, bombers of it, because it was the only format that I was Right, I remember yep. that as well. And, and, and you know, back then in D.C., being like, my gosh, there's this great malty richness up front, this little citrus and the hops in the finish. This is an all-day, never stop drinking this. And we're sitting there having a draft of it. We're about halfway through our pints. And I kind of looked at her and like, this isn't any good, is it? She's like, no, it's really not. I was like, oh. Could have been draft lines, could have been a lot of things, but yeah. maybe it was lost in mystique, right? Yeah. But it was kind of like, a, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay here. Could have been that you changed as well, because that we, happens. Yeah, we do. You we change, do. bro. You change, bro. Yeah. Uh, Wells, what's going on with the Upslope Brewing Seltzer? Upslope Brewing. Upslope? Uh, uh, <laughs> not much. What's up with you? Um, They came out with a, a series of spiked seltzers called Snowmelt. And they are facing a lawsuit uh, because it, even though these uh, are kind of marketed as they contain electrolytes or electrolyte infused, whatever. You mean like um, what plants crave? Uh, exactly. You mean uh, salt? So there's a, a, a lawsuit that's just been announced. And basically they're saying Upslope is um, tricking their customers into thinking that it has health benefits. And nutritional value, but but alcohol depletes you, and this, that, and the other, and like, right. are you serious? So, so, so first off, dumb lawsuit. Yeah, wh- why do you care? Why why are you filing this lawsuit? Um, second off, anybody who's buying this because uh, specifically because it'll replenish their electrolytes, there were uh, billboards here in town for a while that uh, somebody had a hard seltzer that was infused with vitamin C, and I'm like, cool. I guess. Yeah, that that seltzer is named in another lawsuit that this law firm has filed. So I think it's part of this. It's a law firm that is. It's almost like those class action lawsuits, right? Sure. Are you affected by mesothelioma? Please call blah blah blah. And I think they just find dumb suckers. Yeah. To sign on, and then they make money as lawyers. Yeah. And you get dick all, other than having people make fun of you on a podcast. Yeah, I got my two dollar and thirty three cent check from the class action settlement. Right. Woo! I stuck it to. Somebody, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Whenever I see a lawsuit that says this product is marketed in a way that fooled me, and it's not screamingly obvious, it kind of feels like telling on yourself. Yeah, it does a little bit. This marketing fooled me. McDonald's suggested that eating their food would make me feel good, and I didn't feel good at all. Right. Like it kind of feels like telling yourself, like, "Hi, I'm a moron." Yeah. So can you please uh, help me with this? Like, uh, if I may quote. Uh, he purchased a spiked snowmelt variety pack at a city market in Dillon, believing it would hydrate him, according to the lawsuit. He would not have bought it if he had known the de- dehydrating effects of alcohol outweighed the hydrating electrolytes. Okay, you're a moron. That's yeah. fine. I mean, like, you don't need to announce you're so, a moron. So, Take so, the L and move on. So first off, for to, to the three of you, have you ever... And, oh, wait, wait. Um, um, let me do it in the, the way you guys like to do Twitter. Am I the only one... <laughs> Because that's the new that I saw you do it the other day. Am I the only one who doesn't? Uh, yeah, am I, am I the asshole? Am I the only one that uh, uh, doesn't care about what extra little craps on the label? Oh, it's got electrolytes. Oh, it's got vitamins. Like I don't care. That's not what I'm here for. If you don't know, it means nothing. That is nothing a multivitamin couldn't give you. Right. That, that this is not a pot, net positive to your body. Even more uh, so. My goodness. Here's somebody who who apparently is informed enough to realize that they need electrolytes for some reason or another, and they needed to hydrate. Seen the get some fucking Brondo. <laughs> yes. Get get some get some Gatorade. No, you know, it's a Brondo, man. Sure. But What's you're looking at cans. Brondo's you pick got the, electrolytes. You pick up Brando. the. You, 
I, I don't know either, man. You guys, uh, come on. Uh, I'm, I'm surrounded by idiocracy. I mean, idiots over here. Yeah. I just quoted idiocracy. I don't know what Brondo is. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's Why don't you get grave? Yeah, it's it's been, what point? Cool. Cool. I know electrolytes cool, 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 cool. be like all the time everywhere. Electrolytes. Yeah, that's Brondo. Yeah. But at what point are you looking at you know this pack of <laughs> well, cans going like, oh, this is clearly a a health drink and can't possibly be anything else, even though it's completely surrounded by alcohol. Well, and I was going to say that that is my point too. Like if I'm in the beer and wine section of a grocery store, <laughs> I know where I'm at. Right. I, you know I, I am the, not in the fucking diet drink section. I'm not right. with the Nutra shakes. Yeah. Is it is it with the Red Bull? Yeah. If it's right next to the Red Bull in a non-alcoholic aisle in a state that requires it to be separate, okay, hey, by the maybe way, there's a case. We can also finish this conversation with the last paragraph here. Taylor and Hines, represented by several attorneys with a national law firm... I'm not going to even give them the attention, uh, which is based in California, but has an office in Boulder. So far this year, the firm has sued a protein bar company, a bread maker, a baby food manufacturer, and a waffle company for alleged deceptive labeling. Wait, this is not an FDA concern. Are, this is not a, we said that our food had no sugar, but it had 20 grams. This is a, I'm dumb, so I thought that would do something that it didn't, that it never claimed to do, yep. but someone could think it does it, so protect me from myself. Please. Dad. So, so you're telling me that I can sue because egos aren't part of a complete breakfast, and they're actually quite easy to let go. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I feel light too. Right. right. This whole time, I pulled out the toaster and go, "Damn, that's hot!" Is cinnamon, Damn it, drop is it. cinnamon toast crunch not part of this balanced breakfast? It is not. <laughs> I'll see you in court. Oh, I'll see you in good court. day, sir. Yes. Well, so what's going on at Stone? Uh, they are promoting from within. They are Hooray. hiring a new. Um, Oh, God, we got a new person overseeing the, the brewing, but mainly the reason that I went after this article is um, Sapporo is going to be brewing. Uh, no, I'm not going not, not going to attempt that one. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, Sapporo is going to be brewing all their beer in the United States now at Stone's Breweries, which will boost Stone's production capacity on paper, doubling their production. So Yes, it will. I, so, I can't wait to see, you know, this time next year, like the fastest growing beer brands out there and suddenly Stone's grown by like 100%. Right. You're like, wow. And, and I feel like we used to talk about this whenever somebody got bought, but I guess Stone technically isn't craft anymore, is it? Nope. Technically, well, because mm. Sapporo is another brewery that's not exactly considered craft brewery anymore. So I know. But yeah. Yeah. Not that anybody will ever care. Nobody will ever care because everybody will always remember Stone. I, Josh and I talk about this about bourbon all the time. It's like, oh, I, I'm like, hey, I got this bottle. And he's like, yeah, that's owned by so-and-so. That's, you know, we play that game. And it's like basically there's like three independent distillers left, you know, in yeah. the Lexington, Kentucky area. And everybody else is owned by like Bacardi. Yeah, or Diageo. Or, or Beam Suntory. And that's yeah, about it. it. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, you know, on Twitter, they say ratioed. I want to do like everyone's version of like how many minutes have you spent thinking about Stone in the last month versus how many ounces of their per- liquid have you purchased? Be like ratioed. I've definitely spent more time thinking Let's about move them on. than I have. Yeah, it's like because anything well, like, divided by zero is when, when, yeah. when Buena Vista's fourteen bucks twelve and it's July. I'll throw it in my fridge. They'd put it in freaking cans instead of putting it in long neck bottles for a beer that is meant for you know, you know, Death Valley weather basically. But yeah. Yeah, put it there. But, 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 but honestly, it's like we're almost acting like Stone is still Stone ten years ago. Stone is Stone has been Green so Flash yeah. five years ago. They're they're, yeah. they're holding on, but 
Stone the, hasn't been the same since their uh, Berlin brewery shut down. Well, they I, have, mean, I would even they say have been the same since we panned Wootstout all those years ago. Right. They never recovered. They, they never recovered from that. <laughs> uh, per, Chris Purvis chugging a Wootstout and hating it. That, that pretty much nailed it. I shifted <laughs> two final, stories because I feel final like final nail in the coffin there. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, between, I mean, Green Flash is a good comparator. I'd also say probably Dogfish for that matter. They're still there. They're still putting out beer. Some of it's still pretty I decent. Rogue's a good example of like. Oh, Rogue for sure. Formerly iconic. You know, bailed you out of a lot of tough spots. Oh, they have Rogue. Cool. I have a dead guy. Right. You know, I will always love Hazelnut Brown. Bear, man, I'm tough spots, you know? Yep. I got oh, this bar. And, oh, that's that's yeah, so but I'll, I'll have nine of those. We're hanging out here. Arrogant Bastard. Oh, arrogant Bastard got me into some really rough spots. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm thinking a particular keg race involving. Yeah. I know one of them. Yes. Mistakes I, were made. Okay. We can, but, but I've honestly had since that eventful day, like 10 years ago, over 10 years, I've had Arrogant Bastard two times because that was tra- be, that was some real trauma. It might be more than me. Truth in mind, I'm being hyperbolic. It might be more than me. Oy. Where would you even buy it? It's not tap anywhere. It's not. Well, Total I mean, this, this was like a while. It, it, if I went to Richmond, I might walk into Stone and be like, oh, old time's sake. Oh, a small poor Arrogant Bastard. Well, yeah, but if I'm going to Richmond, I'm going to every other brewery before I go to Stone. Oh, no. Yeah. We, we, uh, we were kind of talking, yeah. we talking about this a couple shows ago, and we were talking about the Stone News, and we were talking about when's the last time that we felt Stone was, where was the tipping point for Stone? And I think I said it was a Scorpion beer or the Crime and Punishment. Was that Unstone? The, the crime, crime and Punishment was god-awful. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Like That was that tipping point. Like, I saw point, bottles of that recently, and I, did, I, I had like a double-take shutter like, oh, no. Yeah, wow. it's back. It, probably, oh no no no! It, it's still the, it, it's never it's left. Still the originals. <laughs> yeah. but I was like, it's, that, maybe, maybe it's good now. No, it's no, not. No, it's I only can't. been like six, seven. I years. can't commit. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh. When everyone bought that beer, because it was the hot new. Oh, Crime and Punishment came out. It's yeah. Oh, it's it's the hot new. All it's right. Like Eighteen bucks a bomber, but you'll hate every every drop of it. <laughs> You're all set. Yep. I dumped that in a batch of chili once and completely ruined the batch. <laughs> Yeah, chili. that was when I and heard that story. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe like you had a beer ruined chili." Like yeah. no, normally it amplifies it, right? Like and, you put in a little bit of chocolate. That I'm the There's, guy that yeah. puts a ghost face killer, you know, bottle yeah. in there, and and the stone ruined it. Absolutely ruined it. Terrible. Uh, well, is what's going on with the Riverbend Malt House? Let's be a little bit more positive. Yes, uh, shall we? So Riverbend. Wait, that's not what we do. Riverbend Stay is on brand, a uh, it's a maltster in the Asheville area. That supplies malt for a lot of the North Carolina breweries. Uh, they just bought a new piece of equipment, a new kiln, germination kiln, that will allow them to boost their production by 50%. Nice. That's, that's, that's a, huge. That's a big honking number, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so our, our Golden Boy is made of 100% their malt. Okay. And, and it, it, it's a cool vibe. I feel like it's the next sort of conversation to be had is, okay, local beer but also, you know, it's like saying, you know, Chili's in my local restaurant. Everything comes in from here and there and whatnot. It's like, you know, a true locally made beer. Yes. You know, it, local ingredients. I, I think I think it's a very very cool thing. Yeah. I I hope this is a new trend. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that too many people. Like it, it's a it's a fun little trivia tidbit. I think some people really get into that. There's not enough of it to really make it a, a market differentiator. You'd be amazed how bars we go into though that say like. I will tell my customers about this. I, 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 I like this. I like yeah. that I'm carrying something. I mean... I think it is a good talking point. If you're in point. this scene, you probably have some 
sympathies towards I like that things are things are locally made. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 The environmental aspect, the virtuous cycle of local investment aspect, all those things. I think I think it's great. For sure. And good for those dudes, by the way, who took a massive chance in doing something that was not available and said, I think breweries will care. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost like local beer itself. If more local breweries were like, I, I insist upon having this, more will open, they'll grow. You know, yeah. It, it, I think it's awesome. Well, and I mean, you know, the, the cash crop of this state has long disappeared, basically. So there is so much farmland out there that could be used for all these other alternatives. So, yeah, that would be really cool if we started to actually be able to grow grow more malt stuff. And here. it's all like independent farm farmers, uh, regional, local farmers that they're partnering with. I know we've, with the whole, you know, war in Ukraine and suddenly, you know, their barley crop is in jeopardy and we're looking at, you know, cost of ingredients for beer to go up. I mean, Riverbend by kind of keeping things a little bit more local is a little more insulated from yeah. you know, like global sh- like shifts. So yeah. people say, like, Oh, it costs a little more. Not when there's a massive shortage internationally. Yeah. All of yeah. a sudden it's very reasonable. Yup. And all the extra benefits you get. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the last two pieces of news, one was kind of shocking to me, uh, but I feel... Surely not this one. <laughs> no, but the other one was, and okay. I feel like they kind of all tie together, so... They both, they both are kind of depressing. Yeah, names of, of past craft breweries that were once big deals, the first one up is Weyerbacher, uh, basically looks like they are closing their tap room indefinitely, and they are now... On round two of bankruptcy filing in three Which is, years. To say round two in three years is not no, not not positive. No, someone's um, gonna write, write an amazing book about like 2005, 2015, the breweries that had first mover advantage that were right there, the distro, like all the things here are allotted really well, right? Yep. That just couldn't figure it out, couldn't navigate it. Did the housing crash get them that recession? What is it? They didn't, they didn't modernize fast enough. Like someone's going to write an awesome book and pick like five breweries and Weyerbacher is certainly one of them. You know where it's like you were once in forty-one states and you know doing X, Y, and Z, Great Divide, all these guys, right? Green Flash Rogue. You were you were doing all these things and you ended up essentially a non-entity. While some of your brethren sold for dumb numbers to massive breweries, how did you not? How did you miss that train? How did you miss even right? being relevant? Basically, like, how did you lose your backyard while you also couldn't scale? I wonder. Um, I, I do wonder how much of that is. You know, you think back to that era, and everybody that would open a brewery would be like, "We're just a bunch of friends who are in it for the art of brewing, and we just love beer and blah blah blah." And it's like we you know, we talk about it every so often, but. It's great to have love and passion for, for what you want to do, but you got to be able to run a business. Yeah. And maybe that's what happened here, or maybe stuff was outside of their control. Maybe it was one of those things where, you know, they bought a house and then the next day the stock market crashed and, you know, right. then suddenly it's not worth anything. I it, mean, it's not fun to go to a brewery that feels really corporate, that feels really, you know, where it's like a, a bunch of money sure. managers got involved yep. and said, beer is hot, let's try this. Yep. But it's really not fun. We have a brewery where the beer is awesome, there's a super cool vibe, but it's out of business. Yep kind of hard to go to that second one yeah yeah so yeah uh, supposedly Weyerbacher uh has been bought by a group of philadelphia best boat based investors hopefully they can engineer a turnaround until somebody else has bought them oh i know right? <laughs> we're gonna play just... the modern times game 
It's Although, just a lot. I, I will say, uh, sitting at the tap room at Maui, um, talking to our server, and we got I struck up a conversation about modern times, and like it's a big buzz there. They're all really excited about it. So yeah, that's cool. That was cool to hear. What blows my mind is, so they're closing the tap room. Yes. But that's like where you make your money, mm-hmm. right? That's where your profit margins are the it's highest. It's like a restaurant stops doing lunch. Oh, you're done. You're just not ready to announce it just yet. Yeah. That's just, just yeah. weird. Yeah. Very weird. Well, speaking of very I weird. I drank so much Weyerbacher beer. I had so much Blithering Idiot and what's the pumpkin one? You are what you drink. Help me out. Imperial pumpkin, you know. Oh, right, 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 right. It wasn't pumpkin. They had big-ass barley wines and imperial yeah. stouts. And Sunday, Remember Sunday morning? See, I was going to say, oh, what's, yeah. what, oh, what's what Sunday was? morning? Oh, yeah. I, what, Sunday morning was fantastic, we, and then it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. What, what's funny is, I like, is one of those breweries that I don't think I really had that much exposure to, because I think by the time I had moved... Late? Yeah, by yeah. the time I had moved here, it was already too late. I don't. I'll, I'll disagree. I'll disagree because I feel like there was a run where we were consuming Sunday morning. I mean, like we were ripping it off the shelves. Yeah, and you well, were. I was you were there finding that, that on the shelves and being like, "I'll take all of it." Yeah, I'm just gonna fill my fridge because it was that good. It ages. It's great, fresh. It's all. Yeah. Here's a speaking of other breweries in trouble. This was interesting because it's not from a cause that I would really suspect. Um, Night shift brewing. Uh, is essentially going to cease production at their main production facility. They're already outsourcing 50% of their brewing to two other nearby breweries, the uh, Jack's Abbey and the Isle Brewers Guild. So now all the production is going to be outsourced to those two places. And the reason is they won't be able to get any carbon dioxide for the next year. Which is crazy. Like, I understand... The stated reason is... Yeah, well... Yes. I mean, like, like, you know, we've heard about, like, hop contracts and such like that. CO2 mm-hmm. feels like it's not that far off. But, I mean, that's kind of a big component. It, oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to, you know, purge tanks, transfer things this, that, and the other. I mean, unless you're did, doing, like, carbon dioxide capture. This is going to be a real thing, though. It is. But wasn't that, like, five years ago that Night Shift was the one that, like, was setting the model? They had set their own distro company. They yep. were putting other brands on their yep. trucks. Absolutely. Yeah. They're doing yep. what Stone did in California, right? Or like, at least said they were. This is the model, right? Those guys got to figure it out. They're, they're going to grow like crazy and have all this extra income because their trucks are never empty. They'll put other brands on there as well, and it won't matter. And and it's I remember when they... Curious sp- that the, their, their neighbors are able to figure it out. And they yeah. I, well, like, I feel like th- if this was a real... I don't mean that to sound ugly, but, you know, th- I feel like we would have heard about this if this was a larger issue, we've talked about it on the show before. It is, it, it is a larger issue, but the idea but who of else is shutting, shutting down, down your operations, yeah, is not one that I've heard a lot of people considering as a possibility. Yeah, folks have complained, and and it turns out that most of the CO two comes from like natural gas production, and when that largely shut down a year ago, COVID, um, due to COVID and everything, it, production kind of hasn't ramped back up to the point that. Like we're, they're just running low, running out. So, yeah. so you mean I've I've got a natural gas grill out there? I could just as an offshoot make my own CO two too. Well, I mean, no, I mean, damn it, it's <laughs> of the production of CO two. So technically, and I think it's ironic that for once, Dad's ass prevented the release of gas. If I may quote the Simpsons. <laughs> nice. Through Josh and other podcast. Yes, I, I do remember. <laughs> you know, like I remember when Night Shift hit town, and it was kind of like a medium 
excitement level. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen him since. No, I, I haven't seen him since that so, first pop. Makes yeah, me, makes me wonder if they're. Forgot Night Shift was here. They, well, and I did that's too. Right. Sad, and sadly, yeah. I did too. But that but was one so, of those breweries that I was super excited about. But how like, often does that happen? Somebody comes into the market, they send Trunks. their garbage beer that they Firestone. over they overproduce. I still see Firestone. I love Firestone. Oh, I still see it. I don't see it less than five months old. Well, uh, I'm yeah. I'm good. I Anywho. see I see Parabola a lot. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't see P though. A lot a lot of these. They come into town, they're here, they send all their pale ales and the other stuff that they overproduce and doesn't sell, and then nobody here's interested. Remember the Surly Drops? Oh, yeah. Well, they're still here. Yeah. Or Pipeworks. Pipeworks. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, we got four new beers on the shelf. They're all pale ales. Remember when Boom Sauce hit? Oh, Boom Sauce. Yep. Yeah. Three, pe- three people were excited about Whoops. Boom Sauce. Here's 80 cases. Enjoy. Yeah. They couldn't sell. Yeah. They're already out of date. Sorry. They returned from our stores. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I can't help, like, whenever I have that in the back of my mind, I can't help but wonder if, if that's part of this narrative here that they're maybe not willing to talk about, but I don't mm. know. By all accounts, Night Shift made great beer, and they seem to be thought of as the one that did it the right way, but there are some rumblings around this, that there was some unionization talks going on, that this is a convenient way to Squash stop the having those bothersome employees and keep making your product. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's definitely some rumblings about that. Well, I mean, it even says there, the, the co-founder or president says that this issue was the straw that broke the camel's back, which indicates that there's more going on than just this one issue. It just happened to be the thing that they're using as the scapegoat. So. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yep. It's weird to think we're going to be in a, like the last like five stories, right? We're going to be in a craft beer and hit like year 20 and be like, I don't drink anything I used to drink. Because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I drink, I drink too hard and scared about a pale ale. That's the only thing I was actually drinking 20 years ago that I still drink. I, w- I was about... Pete's to- Wicked. <laughs> you know, oh, Pete's stuff, Wicked. Right? Yes. I mean, I was about to say, like, it, it has gotten to the point where, and these guys know this, like, half of what I drink anymore is made in this city. Yeah. Like, it's not even made in the state. It is made in this city. Because Any- I know where that money's going. I know the people that are there. I know what I'm supporting. I wonder what the other half is. And the other... The hell, Josh? Sarah, Nevada. The, the, the days long ago where we had the two or three beers that were always in our fridge are long gone. Yeah. Long gone. Now yep. it's it's a mixture of... I would argue that's not true, especially I think for us that have been around, but those beers now turn over for 10 years. Uh, okay. There are beers that are always in my fridge and not even necessarily that I even work well, for. Well, yeah. But, but they change. Because some things don't get available, or I can't. I can only get good dates, yeah. or it's seasonal, get, or, yeah. or whatever yeah. else. I, yeah, it's just ninety minutes in my fridge right now, because I can get good dates and I still enjoy it. Dale's has been in my fridge for five years, which should be a staple. Yeah, it's true. All right, we ready for break? Do it. We'll be back in thirty. It's time for buy no buy. Ryan, do you remember how that works? He's too busy looking yes, up when uh, the party. We say if we would buy the beer or not buy the beer, and then you said the beer that was the beer you would most buy, and then Jeff yells at you. All right, fair enough, Jeff. No, 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 no. Ryan, you're the one that always yells. I don't even come here. How can I yell?
Fair enough. We can hear you. Or I yell from afar and you don't even know it. Uh, believe it or not. Up first, uh, so Ryan brought us some triple C beer for um, the show next. So um, I guess you can abstain if you want to. Uh, up first, we have Schools Out, uh, the new German-style Hell's Lager. Uh, it's nice and clean and cold and tastes great on a stupid hot day here in Charlotte. Uh, I like this. Um, wouldn't mind having a gag of that. That'd be good. Big bye. Wells? It's it's nice. It's easy. It's clean. It spins me right round, baby. Right round. Uh, I spin? yeah. I could I could drink a lot of this if if I'm at the pool or grilling or just sitting my ass on the couch. We're making that entire sentence a T-shirt. For sure. Yes, I like that. It's a new like, slogan. Am I kicking to Ryan or am I kicking to Josh? Well, we're, if Ryan wants to abstain, he can. I had to reshuffle well, things I, and rejigger. Put, put it this way. I will speak honestly about our beers. I would not have brought it if I was like, eh, it's a B minus. You know, okay, uh, I, fair enough. But I am particularly delighted for this beer. I'm drinking a ton of this beer right now. It's what I want. That little, little sweetness, little breadiness, neither one overdone at all. But just super damn drinkable. It's it's the classic brewer's beer. Hand of the brewery, that's what our brewers are standing around drinking. Josh, yeah, what do you absolutely. think? Uh, you know, this is absolutely delicious. Sorry, I had to reshuffle because Jeff put this like all the way up at the top and I had to drag it all the way at the bottom. So it's I always, was confused for a moment. It's always Jeff's fault, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that was on show too. It's okay. You've you've been in, you've been in Hawaii. You've been relaxing, Son chillaxing. All right. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I, I, I'll hug you if you want. My bad. Um, no, this is delicious. Uh, really good beer. Uh, we all know my love for German style beer on the show as much as people love to shit on it. This is absolutely delicious. Absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Triple C's new Across the Pond ESB. Ooh. What a clever name. Across the Pond. Or clever folks. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, no, it's Until I got there. Right. <clears throat> brought, brought the IQ level down yes, by yes. 82 points. Raise the median age, drop the median IQ. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's the way it goes. Um, you know, as far as ESB goes, I like a little more roasty in mine. This one, it's, it's not bad. Um, I wouldn't hate it if somebody handed me a, a crowler of it. It's not my favorite ESB. I really um, did that. I, I, will, <laughs> I would rather drink the Hellas or the next beer up. So, so I'm, I'm going to buy this one. No buy? Yeah. Well, as the resident ESP Homer. Remember, there are two of us. He's the R-E-S-B-H. Um, this is a really nice bitter, but is it like an ESP? It's, I mean, it's not bitter enough for me. It doesn't have like enough going on. I, I like the beer, but my, my bar set for the style is is really high and I'm going to have to know by it. But Ryan, what do you think? It's a daunting thing to put this beer in front of the R-E-S-B-H, the resident right. ESB Homer, as, as we know. Um, it, it, it's a tough thing. I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I, I get the toffee, I get the caramel, I get all the English pub ale sort of notes that you want. Um, there's not a massive bitterness to it, but it's, but it's clean. Um, I, it, obviously, again, I, would, I wouldn't have bought it, or I wouldn't have brought it if I didn't, Quite enjoy it, but um, yeah, but I respect you guys' thoughts on it too. Josh, I think it's right there. You it, know what I mean? Like it's, it's close, but the closest frustrating. I, I imagine like version two of this, there will probably be some tweaks, and I imagine it'll be awesome. 
Yeah. Like, it, there's just right there. Like, Every now and then you can This is the classic brewer's beer, you know? Yes. There, there's no... I, mean, I thought the last one was no the classic brewer's beer. There's no pile of customers besides Wells at our door banging on it going, make me an ESB! Well, in that, and that's... Like, but I want to make one. I want to I I make this style. That's yeah. the thing, though, is, is, you know, as much as we were talking about IPA and as much as I do enjoy an IPA and I love hazies and I love all this shit... Get, if I walk into a brewery and the first thing I see up there is an ESB, that's beer one for me. It's like, like yeah. no questions asked. It's, it's a good, it's, it's a great start. It's starter. like a litmus test. And customers walk in, they're like, well, you have an ESB? Or like, oh, I'm like, you guys, you've got some big balls <laughs> on you. Come on up to the bar. Yeah. Let's talk about beer. Yeah. yeah, well, like, yeah. Or, you've got some big balls. Yes. Let's see if you actually do this. Or you've got an ESB on tap. How long has it been there? Uh, uh, yeah, that yeah. is the other side of that coin. Yeah. yeah good point. Good point. Uh, so I will officially know by this. However, I am so close. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up, Triple C's Moggy Hopvine, a new hazy IPA. Um, yeah, it's empty. Uh, you ha- you poured like half a glass a while ago. You went back for seconds. Well, I like it. I know you do. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so new hazy from Triple C. It uh, has a nice hot bite to it. As far as a hazy goes, like I could see myself having a pint of this, and then I would stop. I like it. I'll buy it, but I'm not going to consume mass quantities. So uh, we're, we're, we're starting more and more wells. It's, it's, it's creeping in slowly but surely. We'll see about that. I like the ones I like. Wells? This is really tasty. It's, it's a little on the lighter side, which I, kind of I, mean, I, I find to be very approachable in, in weather like this. Um, I wasn't able to make the release party concert thing for that, but I, I mean, I really like it. Otherwise, uh, that's a buy for me, Ryan. So, to just give you a little background on this beer. Um, you guys tried the Planet Pulp recently, um, yes. yeah, which I am super, super fired about. And our brewer does something really innovative. He'll he'll actually rack it off the dry hop early, so it doesn't get a lot of that hot burn, a lot of that 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 resin to it, where it's very mimosa like and a lot of those citrus. Whereas this one is the more traditional, what you expect from a hazy, where the resin comes through, a little bit of that pininess comes through, even though it's it's a hazy first and foremost. Um, what what excites me about it is you don't get the chalkiness um, yes. that you get on so many, where it lingers. It's it still drinks pretty clean, I think. Um, but the hops come through on the finish as well. Um, I enjoy it, and you guys know hazy is not my first style that I drink, but I've been drinking a lot of this one because I want a beer to finish like a West Coast, even you know, if it has that sort of creamier sort of finish so um obviously i should shock no one i like it that's why i brought it here right. um but but um but i defer to you guys i don't have to buy or no buy josh so this actually reminds me a lot of flat prim yes which is hands Ooh. down if that and, and don't get me wrong i love planet pulp can, is it, can you get it oh he did the right one i, I love planet pulp if flat brim would be the the year round, that would replace Planet Pulp as beer two in my fridge constantly. I, I mean, come on, that beer made my top what yeah. five list? Yeah, last it, year? it was probably it was in the top half of the top five. Yeah, I feel like, like it was like hats. number one or number two. Like, I loved that beer, and this reminds me a lot of it, which is a good thing because I had such a love for that beer. So yeah, absolute buy. I, I do think our brewers do it. Do it. A damn good thing with these beers, and they're, they're, yeah, you know, and there's a little lot. As we all know, there are a lot of hazies out there, like all hot styles, where it's like, oh, you made one of these too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so proud and so impressed by what our guys have done with these things about keeping that 
those those negatives you get on some of these things out of there. Yep. Speaking of which, Jeff. Yeah, so... Tell, tell the story about the Left Behind yeah, for the yeah, listeners so, that may not remember. Yeah, and, and Ryan may not have ever heard this this kind of rant before, but, you know, sometimes you're uh, you're hanging out with some friends, and they bring over beer, and they're like, oh, I like craft beer, I bring over some beer. Okay, cool, bring over some beer. And uh, they end up drinking more of your beer because your beer is better, and then they leave their beer behind either because reasons or, you know, they're just being nice or whatever. Um, so occasionally we'll have these uh, left behind beers. And so, so tonight uh, the dubious distinction goes to Blowing Rock's Cloud Rise, uh, a hazy IPA. Now, uh, in fairness, uh, this beer is four and a half months old, but I don't know that it would have salvaged it for me. Um, it's kind of boring and uneventful. Cashmere mosaic. It's a hazy. I don't reach for hazies anyway. It, it just no 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 buy. No thanks. Well, I don't know how time would have treated that, but I'm with you, Jeff. I don't think a fresh version of this would have been up my alley anyway. I I especially not four months. God, that's it's yeah, fallen off a cliff. I mean, the idea with the experiment is, you know, I wouldn't have. I don't know that I've ever bought a blowing rock beer, but somebody brought it over. So maybe it's worth trying. Maybe, you know, it'll be like, Oh, there's something we didn't realize here. And, uh, at least for me, the answer was uh, no, you know, brewed by blowing rock brewing company in Hickory, North Carolina, always just absolutely kicks, gives me a laugh because blowing rock is close to Hickory, but not in Hickory. It's like an, almost an hour away. Is it really? Yeah. Ryan. Jig. <clears throat> I have no geography uh, pedantry for you guys today. Um, I, I think in fairness, you know, four months is probably where you're going to find this beer on the shelves. <laughs> Most times, you're, no, 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 no. No, that's not a slam. It just sort of is what it is, yeah. right? As far as getting it to where, you know, to the, to the end consumer. So I, I think it's a fair representation. And, and I, I certainly, you know, this kind of goes back to the hazy conversation we were having earlier where I was saying that I, I think a lot of times when I have a hazy, especially for a brewery that isn't known for them, um, what I'm really looking for is some sort of bright finish, whether it's resin and pine, right. whether it's tropical fruits, whether it's yep. grapefruit. Just give me, I, I still want the IPA finish of like, bam, you know? And, and when it doesn't, when it just sort of rolls off, yeah. that's when you get sort of that chalky body sometimes, or just sort of that ho-hum, I sort of don't get anything here. That's kind of what I, what I got here. It, it's like... It's almost like it's not, it's not horrendous. It's just sort of finished like nothing. Yeah. Josh. So I was wrong with off-mic conversation. I got a fish taste and a fish smell out of this beer. PH or F? Because Wells smells a certain way right now. Right. Any of those shows. <laughs> it, 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 it takes a while for that to work. It Mar- was marijuana and mistakes. I, I don't know if it was the, the four months, but it, it, oh, it just had this weird umami taste to it like and a smell to it that i did not enjoy so absolute no buy jeff next beer up uh next beer up wells was very excited um about this beer and i looked at it and i said oh no no we've had this on the show he's like no this is a special version of resident cultures lightning drops and i'm like staring at he's like oh it's ddh freshies and i'm looking at it i'm like oh i see it's there in the kind of medium to dark purple font on the black can, you know, old eyes. Ah. And so then I had to turn the light on so that I could read the back because, again, I'm getting old. 
Um, flagship hazy IPA, Strata Citra Mosaic, and then double dry hopped with fresh hop Citra Cryo and fresh hop Mosaic Cryo. Um, it, it tasted really good. I, I don't think I can make it through a whole can, but but I did like the taste of it. Um, so I'm a no buy, but um, I did like the taste of it. Weird, right? No. I get it. Wells? I really like regular lightning drops, but this one just rubs me in such a way, it, a pleasant way. Um, I could, I mean, I can definitely tell like that, that fresh hop kick uh, from this. I, I like it. I'm not going to kick the OG out of bed at all, but, you know, mix it up a little bit. Let this be like a, a once a year kind of thing. I'd, I'd love to see this again. Uh, absolute buy. Ryan. If you know me, you know I hate agreeing with Wells and Jeff in the same sentence, but I, I kind of take portions of what you both said. I, I really like the original, and it's kind of becoming one of those Charlotte flagship beers that, that's known, and that's obviously kind of becoming their flagship beer. Um, for whatever reason, I, I enjoyed the taste, but again, I was looking for that sort of pop on the finish, and I feel like instead of going and bam, you know, here's your IPA, it kind of just rolled off a little bit. Uh, and sometimes I think that happens in Double Dry House in general a little bit. Where it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold the same way that it might, you know, otherwise. But um, I, I got a really pleasing taste that I totally enjoyed. And I just, if I could get like a little pop of grapefruit on the end or pine, any direction it wants to go, I think this would be a, a really top shelf beer. Instead, it was merely one that I, I enjoyed, but I, I don't think I would buy it. Fair enough. Josh. I mean, yeah, come on. It's lightning drops. I remember the first time I got this. And, like, it was unofficially, it was, like, when it first came out. And it was at a beer store that I like to go to. And it wasn't even there. And I was just given a can and said, you're going to like this. And And they were right. They were right. And I look forward to this beer all the time. And now the DDH version, yes, please. Yep. I get it. Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up from uh, Fonta Flora. And, um, and and perennial collab- collaboration. It's stuttle stuttle stuttle. The word is subtle, Jeff. STL. I mean, subtle. Sure. STLTL. STL for St. Louis perennial. Okay, maybe. All right. Perhaps. TL for I have no idea. I'll say where's Fonta out of? I mean Morganton or Nebo, North Carolina, or exactly the recent ratings, Charlotte. Fair enough. Uh, but this yeah, is they're one a, of the 50 best breweries in Charlotte. Yeah, that's why I hear. A blend of bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts aged on cocoa nibs, hazelnuts, and vanilla. Um, it's it, it delivers on exactly what it says it is. Uh, I wouldn't mind a little more presence from the barrel, um, but the vanilla, the hazelnut especially, the hazelnut is definitely there. Um, it's, it's very delicious. I really liked it. Big bye. Well, it's one of those dessert stouts that doesn't feel like it's going to give me diabetes. Correct. Like it's it's just enough uh, adjuncts to say it's like, a okay, diet imperial stout. It, it checks this box. Like it's got the vanilla. I, I could do a little bit more hazelnut. I'm with you too. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of barrel. More barrel, please. But but damn, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not no 12, buying twelve percent, and this is just exactly what I was expecting from a collaboration between Perennial and Fontaflora. They, they killed this beer. I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I didn't mean to laugh and distract Jeff, but I really thought you were going to say, I think patients would give me diarrhea. <laughs> well, that too. Which also is true. Yeah, uh, it can be. Uh, Ryan. I, this is one of those funny beers where I love it, 
I don't get what they claim I'm gonna get. Like no no, no hazelnuts whatsoever. What I do get what? is like an apple brandy barrel tannic hmm. quality to it that I really really enjoyed. I, I love apple brandy and, and stouts. I mean, you get sort of those summer notes. Um, I feel like I got a lot more of that than I got. You know, vanilla sure, but. Uh, and hazelnuts is one of those flavors I feel like in stouts that is so easily overdone. Mm-hmm. And in this case, if it's there, it's a complimentary flavor. Uh, just really well done. Really enjoyed this. So is that a buy? Uh, no buy. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a buy. It's a conditional buy. <laughs> the role of Chris Purvis will be played by Josh. <laughs> Josh, what are your thoughts on this? So as Jeff was reading those ingredients, I was like, oh my God, this sounds like a can of Nutella and I cannot stand Nutella because it overdoes certain ingredients because it's vanilla, hazelnut, and chocolate. That is Nutella. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good though. This does not taste like any of that. None of it's overdone. Everything's nice and subtle. I would agree with everybody on a little bit more barrel, but other than that, this is still an absolute buy. Ryan, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Well, of all these beers, you must now choose one of these beers. Not necessarily your favorite, but the one you want a keg of in your home. And there are logistical concerns, like, for example, having the in there could be bad for your marriage and overall liver health. Uh, so, you know, you roll that in things. But really, know, it comes down to the one that I want on tap in my home. I've gone through three-quarter barrels of Big Bad Baptist. Like, nothing is, you know. So Jeff, la- that's in the last quarter. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to do, uh, I think I'm going to do the schools out. Um, it's stupid hot out, and uh, that's just a good, clean, easy drinking beer that um, I, I just, I think, I think I would have a good time with. Wells? I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's going to be the DDH Freshies. I've gone through a four pack of this already at the house, and every time I crack open a can and take that first sip, I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, big fan of that one. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, or as, as, as Josh calls me on the spreadsheet, other. Other. Um, no, that's Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do that. That's me. I'm school's out as well. I, I, I and, and my uh, empty cans of my recycling are basically a keg's worth. Right. Uh, I, 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 I'll back that up with my, uh, with my, with my consumption. Uh, I'm drinking about a four pack of that about every three days at this point. It's all I want. Yeah. Whether, almost, honestly, whether or not. Just, just something really clean like that, that 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 has no lingering bitterness at all. Just, just that isn't all there for me. And we had a lot of good beers today, but that's 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 my stand up. Josh, I don't know. This is good. tough. This is tough. That that lager's really good. The ESP is really good. While well, throwing tasting glasses around. Sorry, um, Mark. You better shoot Nothing wisely. <laughs> He's gonna fight you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on, Josh. Commit. Commit. You know you can do it. You can't host the show without choosing, friendo. I know. I actually, know. Actually, he, he could he could just abstain. I could, but I. That's won't. usually because there's nothing I like. <laughs> right. That was to say. That's normally. Yeah. I've I've got to go with the. The cloud lightning DDH. There you go. It's the what? Lightning drops. Or lightning drops. Sorry, not cloud lightning. You know. oh. He's going with the blowing rock. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the blowing rock <laughs> in a complete left turn. Yeah. yeah. The, the Never have thing, we been so purposed. The worst thing ever. No, no, it's absolutely the... Purpose is a nice term. <laughs> I enjoy that. Je- Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, dude? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com uh, for older old episodes. We've got a Patreon. You can support us that way. We're on Facebook if you want to check us out there. Otherwise, slide into Josh's DMs at CBcast. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at all the Wells on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Ryan, where are you to be found? I am on Twitter at Ryan 
uh, the number one self. Come find me if you like fantasy football talk and complaining about why no one drinks too hard anymore. Am I the only one that still drinks too hard? Am I the only one that likes beer? uh, I'm only laughing because it was like you and Clueless and somebody else in my timeline, like back to back to back one day. I'm like, am I the only one that doesn't post like this? (laughs) I think Twitter's the best social media form. Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Or subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, don't forget to check me out on United We Drink that drops the same day this episode. The episode does. This episode does. I can word so much sometimes. Unpossible. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.